0: Hey Wrestling fans, welcome to another edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. I'm Sean, your host, coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada. Be sure to subscribe to us on any of the 15 outlets that were available for podcast listening. We're available on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Podcoin, just to name a few. Plus, join us every day on our Facebook page, Scumbags Wrestling, where we celebrate. Birthdays and everything wrestling. You can always contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com and also every Friday you can tune in to our new show The Production Line where I stop by the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory and present two matches from the students as the future of tomorrow is happening today at the Wrestle Factory. On this week's episode, I'm going to look at all the things coming up during Smash's invasion of Toronto with OWE, WXW, Shimmer, Femme Fatale's Rise, Progress, and everybody else that's going to be involved that week. Plus, leading up to SummerSlam week and in Toronto. Going to look at news in AEW. I'll look back at WWE TV this week with the Raw Reunion. And look forward to the events of SummerSlam weekend. I'll be right back after this short message. Breaking news from Dog River Tara Spencer Nairn, best known as the lovable constable Karen Pelly from the hit TV sh- comedy Corner Guest, will be at London Comic Con October 5th and 6th, London Convention Center, presented by Start.ca. Are you looking to get into the wrestling business? Well, look no further than the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory, located right here in London, Ontario. Tyson has over 20 years of experience in the wrestling world, and he's even been brought down to the WWE Performance Center to be a guest trainer. We've already seen the likes of Jordan James, Kyle Boone, Violet Lee, Jim Strider, Pharaoh Bowman, Chris Mitchells, and many more. Plus, the new generation that are coming from the second group, such as Josh Pine, Shiloh, Nova, Frankie War, and many more. You don't want to miss your opportunity to learn from one of the best in Ontario, if not all of Canada, or the world, in Tyson Dukes. So that's the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory. It's open Monday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, and located at 309 Exeter Road here in London.
1: Yo, this is Tarek, listening to Scumbags of Wrestling. Punch, kick, chop, done.
0: And welcome back to this week's episode let's get down to some news from Smash Wrestling. I was hoping to get some results from last week's New Kids on the Block edition from Kitchener at the Tannery on July 21st. Still working on getting those results as nothing seemed to have been posted. However, today in St. Thomas, Smash Wrestling makes their debut. I'm taking a carload of guys down to St. Thomas from London to see the show. And we're hopefully going to do a live Facebook podcast as we're on our way. Just the other day, it was released what the actual card is going to be. And we're going to see Ethan Dukes taking on the debuting Michael Grayson. He's one of Tyson Dukes' Russell Factory students. Physical Attraction, Violet Lee and Muscle are going to take on Sebastian Suave and Nova. Psycho Mike Rollins goes one-on-one with Corey Stone. Tarek takes on Roscoe. The Revolt go against Tyson Dukes and Jim Strider. And Brent Banks takes on Kevin Bennett. Tickets are only $20 and you can get yours at the door today at the Timken Arena. Correction, I'm used to calling it the Timken Center. It actually was renamed the Joe Thornton Community Center. It's at 75 Casco Crossing. In St. Thomas. Doors open at 4pm. First at 5. You don't want to miss. Smash Wrestling coming to St. Thomas. In their debut. Smash gets a little bit of a break. Before it becomes Smash Week. With 8 different events. Over 4 days. Leading into Summerslam weekend. In Toronto. The first event up. Is OWE Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. In Toronto. Wednesday August 7th. 4 p.m. at the Midtown Event Theatre in Toronto. Most of the card has been released and we'll see rising Taiwanese youth Gia Hawks representing OWE taking on Sammy Guevara, one of the many OWE versus AWE matchups. Alexander James faces Reka in a WXW versus OWE match. There's a three way dance that puts AWE against OWE against Ontario Indie Wrestling as Brandon Cutler, Sky and Bolo Fung face off in the three-way dance. And finally, the living legends Sema and Christopher Daniels take on Private Party in what's sure to be a huge banger. If you still need tickets, you can save 30% on tickets when you use the promo code FLYINGPRINCE. Also on the card, you'll see the Dark Order take on Strong Hearts, plus Sonny Zia taking on Buck Gunderson. Then, also on August seventh, right? Th- then also on August seventh at the Midtown Event Theater, it's going to be Smash Wrestling taking on Progress Wrestling. Doors open at eight o'clock, with first match at nine you'll see a eight-man tag team match featuring Team Smash versus Team Progress. Team Smash will be represented by Idris Abraham, Joe Coleman of Halal Beefcake, along with Sebastian Suave and the returning Daniel Garcia. As they take on Team Progress, Chris Brooks, David Starr, Travis Banks, and Paul Robinson. Smash Wrestling's champion Kevin Bennett will take on Progress Wrestling champion Walter. The Pillars, Tyson Dukes, and Brent Banks will team together to go against Aussie Open. Casey Spinelli, just ahead of her women's title match, will go one-on-one with Jordan Grace. We'll also see Psycho Mike Rollins take on Trent Seven. Plus, Paul Robinson and Travis Banks will also be in attendance. Jody Threat goes one-on-one with Tony Storm and Tarek takes on Jordan Devlin. That's Smash vs. Progress, Wednesday, August 7th at 8 p.m. at the Midtown Event Theater. The action continues on Thursday, August 8th, as WXW Ambition 11 happens at 4 p.m. at the Midtown Event Theater. On August 8th, WXW is debuting their shoot style pro wrestling brand ambition in Canada. This event takes place right before the Big Progress event at the Met in Toronto. WXW is happy to confirm the first round matchups. They include Yuki Ichhua versus Tyson Dukes, Walter against Mike Bailey, Bobby Guns versus Daniel Maccabee, Alexander James versus Timothy Thatcher, and Daniel Garcia against Marius Alani, with the semifinals and finals to happen in this same night. Then, as just mentioned, at 8 p.m. on August eighth, Progress Wrestling will have their own card. On the Progress card, you'll see Walter versus Paul Robinson, Jody Threat and David Starr team to go against Chris Brooks and Jordan Grace. The Dark Order, Aussie Open, and Butcher and the Blade will all be in action in a three-way tag team match. Tony Storm will take on Holly Dead. Jordan Devlin faces Travis Banks. Trent Seven takes on Eddie Kingston. Plus many more stars, including at the Midtown Event Theater, Thursday, August 8th at 8 p.m., Progress Wrestling. The action continues on Friday, August 9th at 4 p.m. at the Met as WXW West Side Extreme Wrestling presents their own card. There will be a three-way dance with the women featuring WXW Women's Champion, NXT UK Women's Champion, and NWA Women's Champion, that being Amal, Tony Storm, and Allison Kay going at it in a three-way dance. WUK champion Walter will take on Dasaki Sakamoto. Yuki Ishikawa versus Timothy Thatcher. WXW Unified champion Bobby Guns vs. Speedball Mike Bailey. WXW Shotgun champion ML Sataki versus Avalanche. WXW World Tag Team Championship match featuring Aussie Open, Stronghearts, and The Crown in a three-way match as well. Ticket holders of front-to-third-row tickets will receive a free art print of The Amazing Dotsuki versus Walter Fan Art. Tickets for all four days of Smash with Progress, OEW, and Shimmer, WXW, and many more are available at smash-wrestling.com slash August 2019. Smash Wrestling Super Showdown is fast
1: approaching. A lot of people are asking me. Hey, LaFristo, How is your match with Jordan Grace so special? How will it stand out from all the other great matches on the card that day? Well, on one side, you have Jordan Grace. Talented, beautiful, powerful, and she did beat me the last time we faced that smash at Canusa Classic. On the other side, there is me. 23-year experience, king and queen of the death matches innovator of intergender wrestling, the one that took down the Ontario Athletic Commission. Right now, Jordan Grace is having the career of a lifetime. But as she's shooting for the stars, I got nothing to lose. I shoot to kill. So on August 9th, you can be sure Lofisto will be victorious.
0: As you just heard, Friday, August 9th at 8 p.m., Smash Wrestling presents Super Showdown 7. It's their Wrestlemania of Smash Wrestling. You won't want to miss it as it occurs at the Midtown Event Theater. Not only are we going to see Lufisto against Jordan Grace in a rematch from the Canusa Classic, we'll also see Jody Threat versus Veda Scott. As a result of winning the Northern Tournament, Mike Bailey will challenge Kevin Bennett for his newly won smash wrestling championship we also know that carter mason will be in a three-way match along with tyson dukes and jason kincaid as another result from the northern tournament with the intensity that these three have for each other this will certainly be a match you will not want to miss at super showdown 7 if they don't destroy each other earlier in the day walter and Datsuki sakamoto will team together to go against the Pillar members Brent Banks and Tarek in a dream match. There's a huge grudge match signed as The Blade returns to Super Showdown 7 to take on his former tag team partner, Psycho Mike Rollins. Anthony Kingdom James has demanded to see a more aggressive and violent side of Sebastian Swath. Meanwhile, Rosemary has been looking to avenge the loss she took two years ago that drove her out of Smash Wrestling for a while. Both have an appetite for destruction. So, what will happen on the stage of Super Showdown 7 when Sebastian Suave takes on Rosemary? And as a result of the tag team tournament finals kill screen, Scotty O'Shea and Mark Wheeler will team together to go against Halal Beefcake for the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Championships. That happens. Friday, August 9th at 8 p.m. at the Met in Toronto. Then Saturday, August 10th, you'll want to get up early and hit the Met again. As 9 a.m., they're presenting a special meet and greet with Baldacano. This is part of the Summit event and will feature a special tag team match also with Jody Threat and Mary Lee Rose taking on Alexia Nicole and Maeve O'Farrell. Tickets for this event are just $10. Paul Nicano is going to be here in London doing a special workout with the ladies and those who impress her will be brought to Toronto with her and have a match also featured in this special event. Then at 11 a.m. it is the Summit, an all-women's event with smash wrestling rise femme fatales and shimmer four companies one goal collaboration to showcase the best in women's professional wrestling at one event you do not want to miss the summit august 10th in toronto here's the complete card of what you will see on that day dust versus delmy exo feta scott versus ashley vox delilah doom goes one-on-one with shotzi blackheart a fatal four-way match featuring Chiller Melissa, Allison K, Lufisto, and Priscilla Kelly. The Phoenix Arise Championship will be on the line as Zoe Lucas defends against Ariel Monroe. Femme Fatale's Championship match, Mercedes Martinez takes on Jordan Grace. Shimmer Championship match sees Nicole Savoy take on Nicole Matthews. Plus, the first-ever Smash Wrestling Women's Champion will be crowned on that morning as Casey Spinelli takes on Rosemary. Smash Week wraps up on Saturday, August 10th at 3 p.m. at the Met with OEW Oriental Wrestling Entertainment in Toronto. The latest matches to be announced for this card include T-Hawk clashing with Daniel Garcia in a match that will be brutal, violent, and filled with chops. L Lindemann faces off against AEW's Brandon Cutler, and looks to send him off for a ride to start the night off right. Sebastian Suave will go one-on-one with OWE's Sema. Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, SCU, will take on Reka and Gia Hawks. Psycho Mike Rollins will go one-on-one with Sky. That's OWE Wrestling Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. Saturday, August 10th, 3 p.m. at the Met. That wraps up Smash Wrestling Week leading into SummerSlam weekend. For more information, always stay tuned to our Facebook page, the Smash Wrestling Facebook page, or go directly to their website, smash-wrestling.com, for all the information and how you can buy tickets. Wrapping up the Smash Wrestling Calendar, you can meet up with Sky Hunter in the muscle at Finn McCools in Guelph for a SummerSlam viewing party on august eleventh. August eighteenth, Proving Grounds in Burlington at the Austrian Continental Club. And august twenty fourth, Born to be Wild Smash Wrestling TV Taping here in London at the London Music Hall. Gal Kim has been announced to be a special guest referee for a match yet to be announced plus. If Kevin Bennett's still holding on to the championship, he will defend it against Tarek.
1: My name is The Muscle, Smash Wrestling's hottest free agent. I toss bodies and wheel hotties, and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling podcast.
0: In AEW news, they officially announced this week that their TV show will debut on TNT October 2nd, Wednesday nights at 8 p.m., which is interesting, considering Cody complained about WD counter-programming them. This is sort of the same deal where they're counter-programming NXT, which has been a stronghold on the WD Network and on Wednesdays for a very long time. This is kind of odd when he complains, but they do it themselves. And call themselves victims. Okay. I can see also the fact that TNT probably put them there because of the whole basketball issue on Tuesdays. Instead of giving them Tuesday nights. Which is freely open now. That Smackdown is moving to Friday nights when it goes to Fox in October. But. You can't complain about something if you're going to do it the same way. Of course. Fans will have an option to see AEW live as opposed to seeing NXT on demand on the network at any time. And they can watch it after they watch AEW. Unless it goes off the network and joins Fox like Fox is wanting to possibly do. And then you're going to have, instead of a Monday Night War, there'll be a Wednesday Night War with AEW taking on NXT. Looking ahead for AEW, though, their next event is going to be All Out, happening August 31st at the Hoffman Estates, Illinois, at the Sears Event Center, where All In happened last year on that same weekend of Labor Day. Already confirmed are six matches for All Out. There'll be a three-way match for, featuring Darby Allin, Joey Janela, and Jimmy Havoc, who all teamed together on their last show, but they'll be going at it in a three-way match, which is expected probably be a little more hardcore in this event. Cody takes on Sean Spears, who will have Tully Blanchard by his side. The Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr., and Ray Phoenix, will take on the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, for the AAA World Tag Team Championships in a ladder match. Best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, who won their match at Double or Nothing, will take on the Dark Order, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson, who won their match at Fight for the Fallen. This will be a tag team match where the winners receive the first round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament, scheduled to start in October when they debut on TNT. John Moxley will go one-on-one against Kenny Omega, and for the inaugural AEW World Championship, Adam Page takes on Chris Jericho. AEW's All Out will be a culmination of a weekend that features also StarCast 3. There will be 11 stage shows which will stream live and on-demand on the Fight TV app. Some of the shows that will be happening of those 11 stage shows include Malenko on Friday, August 30th, a Women of AEW panel, the Art of Wrestling with Colt Cabana, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous with MJF, a John Moxley panel, which will be an interview, I believe, with Jim Ross. Cock of the Talk with Joey Ryan. Tales of Hardcore Legend with Mick Foley. And the Best in the World with CM Punk. That's Starcast 3 happening all weekend, Labor Day weekend long, in Chicago, Illinois. Think you got what it takes to beat Kenny Omega? Then grab a controller and let's see what you got. Join an elite group of VIPs. Play some of the greatest retro video games of all time with Kenny Omega. Old school technology meets modern day technique for one heck of a VIP video game party. VIP tickets are on sale now. London Comic Con, October 5th and 6th at the London Convention Center, presented by start.ca. Keeping you up to date with the G1 tournament from New Japan, Last week, we had a lot of the results leading up to last weekend, and we'll pick right back up with the standings and results since then. We'll pick up at July 20th, Block A. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Bad Luck Fale via countout. Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Lance Archer by pinfall. Kenta defeated Evil by pinfall. Kota Ibushi defeated Sonata by pinfall, Okada defeated Will Ospreay by pinfall. On Wednesday, July twenty-fourth, Block B, Juice Robinson defeated Toru Yano by pinfall. Tachi defeated Goto by pinfall. John Moxley defeated Shingo Takagi by submission. Jay White defeated Jeff Cobb by pinfall, and Naito defeated. Tomohiro Ishii by pinfall. On July 27th, Block A, Kota Ibushi defeated Lance Archer by pinfall. Will Ospreay defeated Badlock Fale by disqualification. Evil defeated Zack Sabre Jr. by pinfall. Tanahashi defeated Sonata by pinfall. And Okada defeated Kenta by pinfall. The current standings from Block A, Okada has 10 points. Kenta has eight. Evil, Ibushi, and Tanahashi each have six. Lance Archer and Will Ospreay have four. Badluck Fale, Sonata, and Zack Zebra Jr. have two. From block B, John Moxley has eight. Juice Robinson has six. Ishii, Yano, and Takagi all have four, along with Naito and Taichi. Goto, Jeff Cobb, and Jay White have two. Block B goes tonight with Juice Robinson against Ishii. Goto against Yano. Jeff Cobb against Taichi. Naito versus John Moxley. And Takagi versus Jay White. Block A will be on Tuesday, July 30th. Block B on Thursday, August 1st. Block A on Saturday, August 3rd. And Block B on Sunday, August 4th. That's your update on the New Japan G1 standings as of today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Brent Money Banks, and you are
1: listening to Scumbags of Wrestling. Scumbags is money.
0: Now let's take a look at what happened in WWE this week. Monday Night Raw saw the... Raw reunion special, where it was three hours of Attitude Era stars and a few from the Golden Era of the 80s. There were some legends in attendance, and if WWE was looking to raise their ratings, at least for this week, it did work out a bit. It was still below what Raw 25 ended up pulling in, but it was a significant difference than the last couple of weeks the show started off with john cena and then he was interrupted by the usos they tried to do a little bit of a rap battle cena kind of uh, hit the usos with a stinger with the uh, mug shots and ironically enough it's like he predicted it because one of the usos got pulled over for a dui and had a mug shot on tmz again this week they were interrupted by the revival and of all people the dudley boys were uh, seconding the revival. Rikishi also was there uh, with the Usos since they're his sons, and it turned into a tag team match. But I guess Rikishi wasn't cleared medically, and the idea of him doing a stink face to any of the revival or Devon was thrown out the window, so that uh, didn't happen. And due to a distraction with an argument between Devon and Rikishi. The Usos picked up the victory over the Revival. Of course, the use of legends, and for whatever reason, Alicia Fox is considered one. Alicia Fox was backstage uh, talking about a hat that she's gonna wear for SummerSlam with Dana Brooke and Caitlin. There was also a uh, part with Drew McIntyre and Santino, and Tory Wilson, and yeah, t- typical stuff with everything going on with the legends. Drew McIntyre just scoffed at it and walked to the ring they showed a clip of what happened at San Diego Comic Con with Hurricane and Drake Maverick trying to get the 24-7 title away from R-Truth and that didn't happen and he was still the champion going into Raw but then Drake's wife Renee ended up distracting R-Truth and Drake got the pin and so ensued the long who was going to be wearing the 24-7 title by the end of the night. There was supposed to be a match between Drew McIntyre and Cedric Alexander, but Drew attacked Cedric on the outside and just totally annihilated Cedric Alexander. So they're going to try and set up Drew, I'm guessing, as a super strong... Uh, character going forward to SummerSlam, where he currently does not have an official match set yet. In the locker room, Drake Maverick ran into Boogeyman, sk- got scared, fell on the floor, and Pat Patterson stomped him a couple times and became the oldest person in WWE history to win a championship as he took the 24-7 title. Back in the arena area, the Viking Warriors destroyed Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins and got a victory from them. Another backstage segment with the Legends had Maria looking for Mike Canellis and he was talking with Eve. Then Eric Bischoff got involved, he invited Maria and Mike over to SmackDown. Maria then was yelling at Mike again, and Ron Simmons was in there to do his DAMN moment. While not seen on screen, Pat Patterson was defeated by Gerald Briscoe to become the new 24-7 Champion. While Briscoe was celebrating, he ended up getting low-blowed by Kelly Kelly, who took the 24-7 championship, becoming the first female to hold that title. Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns had a confrontation, which turned into a match, and Samoa Joe lost to Roman Reigns. I think they're going to pick up something again this week on Raw, and maybe this will be the program again for these two for SummerSlam. Because neither of them have a program going in. Seth Rollins was on Miz TV. He kind of made fun of Brock Lesnar, which I don't think got over too well. Paul Heyman came out and confronted Seth. Seth threatened to curb stomp Heyman and chased him out of the arena. And it was announced that Seth is going to go against AJ Styles in the main event. Candice Michelle, Melina, and Naomi were talking backstage when Kelly Kelly approached them, celebrating her 24-7 title, and it turned out Melina was now a referee. And Candice Michelle quickly pinned Kelly Kelly to become the champion, but then Medusa showed up, or Alundra Blaze showed up, and she choked out Candice Michelle to become the new 24-7 champion, but said she wasn't going to have it for too much longer. Ray Mysterio defeated Sami Zayn by pinfall. Sammy tried to get out of there and he was stopped by other legends such as Rob Van Dam, Sergeant Slaughter, Hurricane and Kurt Angle who all came down to the ring to prevent Sammy from leaving and when he got back in the ring Ray scored the uh, pinfall victory after 619. We see Medusa come out and have a garbage can and the 24 7 title. So they're playing off a shtick that happened over 20 plus years ago. And before she could throw out the title this time, Teddy Biase came out, offered her some money for the belt, and did what he couldn't do in 1988. He actually bought the title for himself. In the AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins match, AJ was accompanied by. OC Club uh, members Gallows and Anderson and they are representing sort of the original club uh, play on the Bullet Club. Gallows and Anderson tried to get involved. DX, Shawn Michaels and Triple H came out to make the save. The match continued but then Gallows and Anderson attacked Seth and just as they were about to get some chairs out came Road Dog with the Outsiders, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, plus X-Pac, and they stood by Seth's side, along with DX, and they said they're th- that Seth and Gales Anderson might be the OCs, but they're the OGs, and referenced the fact that, you know, The Click and DX, NWO, and even had Seth Rollins do the, if you're not down with that, we have two words for you, catchphrase, and that was how that ended. Ted DiBiase went to his limo to leave with the 24 7 championship, but Drake Maverick was inside. We heard a three count and came out holding the title. Uh, just as that ended, we actually did see our truth come and roll up Drake Maverick, and he's the champion. As they jumped into the limousine, Renee was in there. I'm not sure where DiBiase went, I think this actually was another segment and the limousine took off with Renee, R-Truth, and the 24-7 championship. Carmella and Drake were left in the laneway, and Drake realized that his baby was gone, and his wife. McFoley came out to make a speech. He acknowledged one of his favorite moments, being the night that he won his first WD championship, and the lights went out and flickered and some sounds. Next thing you know... Bray Wyatt, as the Fiend, attacked McFoley and used even the Mandible Claw on him to take him out. It's probably one of the most effective segments of the night, using a legend with a current star. One can only hope that maybe Bray is picking up the Mandible Claw from Mick as sort of a passing of the torch as a new move other than Sister Abigail. There was a Moment Bliss segment with Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss they brought out Becky Lynch, and before things could get too far, Natalia came out and there was a verbal confrontation which turned into a physical one between Natalia and Becky as they'll be going after each other at SummerSlam for the Raw Women's Championship. Braun Strowman had a very short match against a local guy named Randy Rowe and yeah, it was just a decimation of somebody uh, to prove that Braun was still around and dominant. Uh, the final segment had all the legends come out, Ric Flair came out just to music, he didn't say anything, then Hogan came out, he made a big speech, and after that happened, Steve Austin came out and went directly to the ring, he toasted the fans, called everybody Family, so it's almost as though they were dropping the WWE Universe name to be WWE Family, and they want to acknowledge that people, once you love WWE, you're part of the family, Don't family doesn't leave each other and he did a big beer bash which then the other legends came down to drink with him he wondered about a countdown, had a story about Gerald Briscoe and doing some illegal stuff uh, in another country Uh, apparently Scott Hall wasn't in the ring because there was a lot of beer going on and he's on a med that would make him sick if he was anywhere near the beer but, uh, yeah, the show ended with a toast and beer bash. A decent episode. I'm not sure how much of it it actually advanced uh, towards SummerSlam, with the exception of a little bit of verbiage between uh, Seth and Paul Heyman, plus the brawl between Becky and Natalia. And hopefully there was a passing of the torch, as I said, with Bray Wyatt. That moves us on to SmackDown, where it was actually Eric Bischoff's first night on the job. There was a confrontation with Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. McMahon ended up making a Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns match and then inserted himself as the special guest uh, announcer, Drew as the ring referee, should I say, and uh, Elias as the timekeeper. During that segment, they also set up the Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon match for SummerSlam. If Owens loses, he has to quit WWE because they showed footage of him quitting months ago uh, before he ended up going for his knee surgery. Of course, the Owens and Reigns match ended in, in no contest because Shane got involved, Elias, and so did Drew. And in the end, Shane got a couple stunners for his efforts from Kevin Owens. Kofi Kingston uh, came out to say who he felt he would defend the WWE Championship against. Of course, that was provided he retained it at Smackville when he was going to be in a Triple Threat match. More on that in a bit. But he chose Randy Orton. They brought up everything that happened 11 years ago when Kofi almost had a big push there against Randy Orton and how it came to a stop. And Randy took credit for stopping that. But these two are set to go against each other at SummerSlam. Kofi Kingston and Samoa Joe ended in a disqualification because Randy Orton got involved attempting to hit an RKO on Kofi, but he missed that. He ended up uh, hitting an RKO on Samoa Joe, but Kofi ended up standing tall after a Trouble in Paradise on Randy Orton. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Apollo Crews. Mandy Rose told Sonya Deville that she has secured them a match against the Iconics, and if they win, they get a title match for the uh, women's tag team titles. Dolph Ziggler, crashed uh, Ms. TV who he had Shawn Michaels on, and by the end of it Dolph ended up super kicking Sean after Sean had insulted uh, Dolph for everything that's going on. With the distraction, Ember Moon ended up defeating Charlotte Flair. Uh, the distraction came from Bailey, but then Ember pushed Bailey into the ring and a little bit of a fight happened between the three ladies. A couple of uh, eclipses were hit. Later on, Charlotte Flair was backstage and she ended up saying that the fact that she's not on the card and not in title contention, she has a plan to become known with the fact that she's going to be the greatest of all time. There's heavy rumors that she's going to be going against Trish Stratus at SummerSlam. And that could come to fruition as Trish is scheduled to be on SmackDown in a special King's Court segment with Jerry the King Lawler. Finn Balor was in the ring and it was talked about what happened to him with the attack by The Fiend a couple weeks ago. There was then a special Firefly Funhouse on the big screen and Bray accepted the challenge from Finn Balor on behalf of The Fiend so they will battle each other at SummerSlam as well. And that was WDTV for this week. I'll be back in just a moment to review what happened quickly as results of Smackville and look forward to NXT, TakeOver, and SummerSlam. The one and only Tim Curry will be a featured guest at London Comic Con, presented by Start.ca, October 5th and 6th, 2019, the London Convention Center. Last night, WWE held a special event on the WWE Network. It was a one-hour special called Smackville from Nashville, Tennessee. There was a bunch of dark matches, obviously, because it was a house show plus this special on the network. In the dark matches, New Day retained the tag team titles over the B team. Alicia Black defeated Andrade. Heavy Machinery beat AOP. The Iconics retained their women's tag team titles over the Kabuki Warriors and Sami Zayn beat Apollo Crews. On the TV special, Shinsuke Nakamura retained the IC title against Ali, Kevin Owens beat Elias, and Kofi Kingston retained the WWE Championship in a triple threat match over Dolph Ziggler and Samoa Joe. The next time there's a special on the WWE Network, it'll be for NXT TakeOver Toronto. There's four matches scheduled so far, a fifth one will most likely be added as most takeover specials have five matches on them. But the four titles are on the line with Shayna Baszler defending the NXT Women's Championship against Mia Yim. Velveteen Dream will defend the North American Championship in a triple threat match against Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne. The Street Profits are set to go against the Undisputed Era for the NXT Tag Team titles, and Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano will face off yet again in a 203 falls match. William Regal has told them that they will each pick a stipulation for the first and second falls. If a third fall is needed, William Regal will step in and declare what the third stipulation is. So that happens on September 10th at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, part of SummerSlam weekend. Bringing us to SummerSlam, where currently we do know that Finn Balor will take on Bray Wyatt as The Fiend. Kevin Owens will go against Shane McMahon, and if Owens loses, he must quit WWE. Kofi Kingston will take on Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Bailey will take on Ember Moon for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Becky Lynch against Natalya Neidhart for the Raw Women's Championship. Brock Lesnar will go against Seth Rollins for the Universal title. There are a few other matches that have been rumored for SummerSlam, and hopefully within this week or next week at the latest, obviously, they'll have those plans in place, hopefully all this week, so they have another week of build-up. But those rumored matches include Goldberg against Dolph Ziggler, Charlotte Flair against Trish Stratus, The Iconics versus the Kabuki Warriors and Fire and Desire for the Women's Tag Team Titles, Shinsuke Nakamura against Ali for the IC Title, AJ Styles and Ricochet in a ladder match for the United States Championship, The Revival against The Usos for the Raw Tag Team Titles, and The New Day against Heavy Machinery for the SmackDown Championships. Of course, that still doesn't have anything like Drew McIntyre. Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, and a bunch of others without a match. So they're going to have to find another way of getting those guys on. And the SummerSlam card looks to be pretty stacked, as probably as stacked as WrestleMania was for the amount of matches. That brings this week's episode of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast to a close. Thank you once again for joining me, and be sure to come out to St. Thomas' tonight at 5 p.m. for smash wrestling's debut until next time have a great week and be sure to share this with all your friends on stitcher spotify itunes or any of our other outlets and join me every friday on our youtube channel for another edition of the production line have a good one granted i understand it's essentially the same Unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night